the sound of a new of a new show. Ooh. Cheers. Mine didn't pop as much. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Nick's Vancast. Actually, uh, you came up with that name. I did. It was the first thing I could think of. <laughs> and then I didn't even want to try. I was like, yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. I have enough letters for this board. <laughs> it, works it works out perfectly. Yeah. I do have a question, though. Why... Why, why is my name so far from... Were you going to spell out Maxwell, but then you needed to use <laughs> it down here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've uncovered all your secrets. Welcome to the van, Max. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just kind of showed up in front of my house and said, get in the van. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful thing about having a, a roving recording studio? I can yeah, just come to the people. It is, yeah. So is that... What's the, like, what's the deal? Like, what what is your plan here? So... <laughs> I've met a lot of people. I've worked in a lot of different jobs, doing video, doing different things. And I've met a lot of really interesting people, people that inspire me, people who work in different areas, mm -hmm. people like yourself. I'm trying to butter you up here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and I think that if I'm getting inspired by having all these conversations with people, why not share them with other people? Yeah. Yeah. So then I had this board. Now we got a show. I got the yeah. van coming to the people. We got the show. I, I realized the other day, I've known you for seven years. Seven years. It's a long time. It is. And so I want to get into what you're up to, what you do. Yes. Who are you? Tell the people. Who am I? Well, I'm Max. Um... We've established that. I, yeah, we've like established twice see, at least. See, Matt, it's it's got my first name that everyone calls me, and then actually has my full name here. It's your IG, that's, so you can blow up. It's my IG. Follow so, me. what do you do, Max? Um, I am a video producer and editor here in uh, the Bay Area, specifically Santa Cruz. What kind of stuff so, are you making? Who are you working for? Tell um, us about it. So, I work for a company called Impact Creative. Um, we do a lot of commercials in the Bay Area, so do come uh, do work for companies like Zoom, uh, Poly, she's formerly Plantronics. Zoom, uh, Zoom, they mm -hmm. got crazy. They got big, big over yeah, the last year. Totally. So, were you guys already working with them before that, or how did that start? No, they're a fairly new client. Um, they are basically since they blew up, they are kind of revamping their everything <laughs> and so they're like oh geez we were we used to be this small little video call company now we need to redo all of our video stuff because we're coming out with new products and things like that so yeah i guess they got a lot of money to throw around so. that's got to be crazy can you imagine and why was it zoom why wasn't it there there were other video things too like skype why didn't that happen <laughs> to skype people are like ah zoom we're going with it well the funny thing is skype used to be so big but yeah. now uh, like Skype had the worst user interface of all time for making video calls. And I think Zoom just was so simple. It's like, oh, you just download it and boom, you're in a call with somebody. So I wow. don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> don't you wish you would have bought stock in Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. Are they, a, are they a public company? I don't know. I think so. I, I want to say they so. are. I know I nothing they're about they're based stocks. in Silicon Valley, so... But yeah, most of the time I'm in a, a dungeon editing away, making commercials. So <laughs> that's if you've seen a commercial on uh, about Zoom or Poly or anything like that, I've maybe had a hand in it. So so you're one of those companies when people see those high-end commercials, they go, who makes those commercials? It's, it's companies it's, like yours. It's us. Mm -hmm. And it's word of mouth too because... You get like a big client and then it just snowballs from there. They pass on the word and you're like, well, we did Zoom and now we're making videos for 
NASA, totally, whatever, you yeah, know, it, it snowballs. What got you into that? Why are you doing what you do? I feel like every high school student goes through the photography phase of like, All of oh, I'm gonna shoot film and <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a digital camera. You're a hipster. And, yeah, and go take uh, pictures of railroad tracks. You were homeschooled though, right? Uh, I was. What yes. were you? So your class, your mom's the photo teacher. <laughs> Yes. No. How does that happen? Um, so, as a homeschooler, nice yes. homeschool everybody. Yeah, I'm a homeschooler. <laughs> I know. And I will, let me just state this right now. The homeschool stereotype is actually absolutely real. <laughs> is that a dig on yourself? <laughs> what does that I mean? I mean, yeah. There's some weirdos. <laughs> there's some <laughs> weird people out there. So. What do you mean? I'm weird, but I'm not, like, socially awkward weird. Define, define a homeschooler as best you can. The typical stereotypical homeschooler is someone who has no social, like, awareness. So I'm losing people listening. I know. I'm losing <laughs> listeners before we even begin. <laughs> hey, but maybe people think this is fascinating. I don't know. No, it's fascinating. I think it's horrible. <laughs> um, not that homeschooling your kids is horrible. I'm just saying the... Yeah, are you not a proponent of homeschooling then? No. I, th I think uh, people should school their kids however they see fit. But, well, it um, sounds like you had interactions with other people. It wasn't you were locked in your dining no, room yeah. so all day. I, I think the main reason why I didn't become the stereotypical homeschooler is because, one, my parents would never allow it. They were like, okay, no, you can't leave the house in sweatpants all the time. They knew. Which is the stereotype <laughs> of homeschoolers. They knew what the <laughs> they, they you knew. could turn out to be. Hold yourself up. Don't be, don't just like settle for being a schlub that sits on the couch all the time. <laughs> well, if you think about it, over the last year, the whole country's been homeschooled. Exactly. So yeah. does that mean? And actually, we're going to see the ramifications of that. Come and actually, a couple it's, years from now. it's quite interesting. I mean, I only know this because my mom is still a lot of friends with a lot of homeschool moms, and it's funny because actually now there's a re big resurgence in homeschooling. Well, it's forced due to COVID. Well, well, it's forced, but then I think a lot of parents. We're like, oh, this could, you know, this works for us. Having the kids home all the time is great, which that is one part of homeschooling that I'm like, it's kind of appealing because it's like, normally you just send your kids off to school. You don't see them all day and then they come back and then it's like you have the small narrow time where you see them at dinner and they're like, okay, I got to go do homework or, oh, I'm going to bed. Like. I don't know. For me, it's like now I have a uh, almost a year old daughter and a son on the way. And for me, it's like I would hate to not have as much time as possible with them. You know, I, I think it's a balance. That's if you want to the appeal for some people. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so you're a new dad, relatively speaking. Yes, sir. So your kids aren't. You're not taking your kids to school yet. No. So. I mean, maybe by then you're by like, tomorrow, okay, I mean, <laughs> time to go to school. I have had enough. Start pulling, go to work. Start pulling your weight. Uh, so have you already decided I'm going to homeschool my kids or have you decided one no, way or the other? We, we haven't decided. Um, yeah, we don't know. It really just depends on where we end up because we may not be here in California by the time that you know the kids That's are old enough move. to go to school. That's a good move. So we, we don't know. And you have another kid on the way. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That's amazing. In, uh, a month. Looking at your watch. In about in half about an hour. Half let's an wrap hour. This up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a month from now. Yeah. How old September are you again? 25. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Almost two kids. Here I, I am at 28 mm. in a van. 
Hey. Talking to you. You've, you know, the van is your baby. That's okay. I know I'm envious though. It's cool. I mean, yeah. what was it like? We're, we got away from talking about <laughs> your background of video, which we'll come back to. We'll go back. Gosh, I just want to be a dad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm like growing up my beard like you. I'm faking it till I make it. <laughs> but is, how weird is it seeing little humans that from you? Well, one now, almost two. Yeah. I got married and I was like, okay, you know, we'll wait a few years to have kids. It didn't happen. Um, <laughs> and so... You know, when, when I was basically faced with, like, I'm going to have a kid in a few months. I was, I was like, pretty scared because I have two nephews. But that's, like, way different than, like, having a kid that you are responsible for. <laughs> like, I'm responsible for them for the two hours that I'm, you know, hanging out with them, right? Ren, when we had Ren, I was like, you know, how am I going to do this? Like, what what is this like? But it's weird because... It just felt so natural. It like almost felt like she'd been there the whole time, you know. I it there was no like uh, struggle to like get this right figure and it out. figure this out. Like I, it was instinctual, wow. which was like I wasn't expecting that. Like no one really m- told me that that was like a thing. And maybe it's not a thing for a lot of people. Maybe if people are just, maybe you're doing it all maybe, wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong, and I just have some breeze way, way overconfident. But I don't know. For me, it was just like, uh, oh yeah, I'm a dad now. I'm waking up at 5 a.m. every day and you know, brag. taking care of my kids. I like how you subtly put that in so our text right. earlier. You're like, yeah, I've been up since 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were like, what are you, an old, what are you, 87? You're making you're dinner making... at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I eat lunch at 5 o'clock sometimes. I don't wake up late. I'm not some loser sleeping until 1. Gosh, yeah. now we got... This is the thing about van van interviews. You got people blowing their driveways. Yeah. Well, I shut the window. We'll get really hot in here. That's okay. That guy's blowing out in front of your house now. Yep. He's doing the whole neighborhood. Yeah. We take care of each other here at the end of uh, 16 Plaza. <laughs> now, people, now people know where you live. This podcast is going to blow they don't, up. They don't know exactly where. There could, be, there could be plenty of... Max. Could be plenty of plazas. How I got into video. Why? Yeah. So why do, you, why do you create videos? Somebody put it like this one time, and they said... I create videos because I want, it's the best way that I know how to relay what I see and the things that I experience Hmm. in a visual way to somebody else. Or not even visually, just emotionally uh, convey my personal experience to somebody Hmm. else. And maybe, you know, that that means somebody else does it through poetry or through photography. And like the way I do it mostly is through video. Mm -hmm. But then... You start. I started thinking about what's the motivation for even conveying it in the first place. I think what really drew me in the first place to video is is telling other people's stories. But why um, do you want to tell people's stories? What's um, the motivation behind it? I want to tell people's stories because I think people are interesting. Um, I think that the everyday Joe who, you know, I don't know, works at McDonald's or something, I think there could be interesting stories even in his life. That also doesn't necessarily have to mean it has to be based off of a real person. Like, I like creating stories, too, that haven't been made before. Um, or imagining imagining stories that haven't been made before. Um, I think I just like solidifying someone's story into something that can be crystallized. You know? Like, when you watch a movie, 
like back in the old days that was shot on film like that shot on film like that is a physical thing it's tangible it's, gonna, it's tangible it's there forever there's a story here now that wasn't there before talking about talking about uh people extraordinary stories and circumstances Ooh, tyler gilbert yeah a friend from high school uh-huh. who made it to the big leagues like 10 days ago first major league start last night yeah throws a no hitter Dang. Shout out Tyler Gilbert. Shout out. Wearing my SLV hat. <laughs> Got my beard, my camo hat. I'm looking like a redneck, but yeah. shout out Tyler Gilbert. Reppin That's below. crazy. Yeah. And I texted you before and I was like, SLV boy, <laughs> doing it. You know the crazy thing cool. about that? So he made them big leagues like 10 days ago. And it's crazy. My friend from high school, he lives in LA, called me and told me. And I, I watched the highlights that night and I was like, I got to go to the game. He plays for the Diamondbacks. I got to go to the game. When they come to San Francisco. So I went to San Francisco mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna see Tyler. I say what's up. And he was he was a relief pitcher. And I go to the game and the game starts and he's not sitting in the bullpen with with the the relief pitchers. And I'm like, Where's Tyler? Where, maybe he's getting a massage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's what he's obviously doing. I don't know, you know, those pro athletes they get massages and whatever. Yeah. Where is he? So I lean over the fence and, and the pitching coach is there. I'm like, yo, where's Gilbert? And he's like, he's starting this week. So he's in the dugout. And I was like, Tyler got moved to starter? Dang. That's crazy. That's so, awesome. So I knew a start was coming. And I was with my friend's dad at the game. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, Tyler's not down there. He's getting the start this weekend. And I was like, I kid you not. I said to the guy, what if he got a no-hitter in his first start? <laughs> I kid you not. What if he got a no-hitter in his first start? And he Dang. said something. He's like, yeah, Nick, that would be pretty crazy, although it's pretty unlikely, honestly. Hey, how the turntables turn. Yesterday, 8 p.m., text me. Wow. You are a prophet. Dang. I said that to him. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it again because next time I say it, he's going to do it again. Yeah, there you go. You got to hold, you got to, don't want to have too you gotta much power. You got to humble him. You don't no. have too much no, power. That, that is a true testament to hard work. He's been in the minor leagues for like, Six years. Dang. Hustling. And then... Was he good in high school? Oh, my gosh. We never wanted to face him in practice. (laughs) He's a beast. (laughs) Yeah. Got to the big leagues world change. And last night, I... Yeah. Superstar. Yeah, that's cool. Crazy. That's sweet. So crazy. The fact that the last time that somebody got their first start through a no-hitter. Do you know when the last time was? Mm -mm. 1953. Dang. He's the fourth person to do it. And the first time that's happened at... uh, at that, at the Diamondbacks Stadium. Wow. Did you watch any of the game? Mm-mm. I mean, no. people, it was crazy. I feel like the last couple of no-hitters I had seen on TV, there's some crazy defensive plays, but there was a guy who hit in the eighth inning. Like, I thought this ball was a home run. And I was like, mm-hmm. that was a really great game, Tyler. You gave up <laughs> one hit, it was a home run, but almost, almost no-hitter. This guy hits it to the track. Guy jumps at the wall and catches oh it. Oh my gosh! It's like <laughs> that's amazing. Nah, and I was sitting where you're sitting. I was sitting there watching it in my in my van, and I looked at my hands are wet. My hands are sweating. Oh my gosh! It was crazy. So yeah, what was the score? What was the ending score seven to nothing? Oh my gosh! Yeah, cheers, Tyler. But wow, <laughs> I mean, so, his name should be up here. No, maybe we'll get him on. Hopefully, hey. <laughs> um, but uh, what's really cool when I was thinking about that last night is that. Watching him do that or watching anybody succeed at like a high level or just overcome obstacles or do something really impressive 
it doesn't make me want to go out and become a professional baseball player, although I'd love to do that. But there's yeah. something about people doing something really hard and achieving and overcoming that inspires you to want to do it too. Totally. It, it could be anything. It, he could be playing baseball at a high level and it makes me want to be a better filmmaker. Yeah. You know, I see people doing Olympics, Olympic gymnastics. It doesn't make me want to be a gymnast, but it, it makes you think, where where can I try harder in my own life? It almost has to be to a higher level than normally just like, oh, you know, I'm going to go do this thing. It's going to be really difficult, but like I'm going to achieve it. It's, but it's like a level of continued focus for yeah. a, a long time. Yeah. Focus and hard, hard work. Yeah. And I think that that is true for pretty much anything that is worthwhile. I mean, think oh, about yeah. it. It's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. Okay. Here's like 10 to 12 years of your life that you're going to be constantly having to be doing your best. <laughs> yeah, how many times in your life have you like, ah, oh, I really want to do this thing. And then like 10 days later, you're like, no, nah, I'm going to do a new thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you love this thing so much and you don't get tired of it and you keep trying hard. I work at the hospital in Santa Clara County. There's some really dedicated doctors there and patients who overcome so much adversity. Yeah. Not just to survive, but to like excel when they had like traumatic injuries. Yeah. It's crazy the human spirit. Yeah. And and again, that goes back to why we why we produce films. It's telling stories. That's why I want to do this. It's another it's another medium to tell people's stories. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a that's kind of like the ultimate kind of, you know, pot of gold at the end of the the rainbow is finding those stories of people that have overcome great odds or, you know, things like that. Because one, people love to see those kinds of stories. But at the same time, it also sheds light on, you know, people that may not be as recognized or um, people that just, you know, their story hasn't been told before. And like you said, it helps other people want to go out and be like, oh, I want to give my best because I saw this person giving their best and they achieved it. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Do everything to the best of your ability and with excellence, whether that's a little bit one day and a lot the next don't go go out tomorrow thinking i'm gonna throw a no hitter in baseball go out tomorrow and say i'm gonna be like a better friend or i'm going to you know do this thing at work that i've been putting off i'm going to try harder in this area of my life and that can be your no hitter you yeah. know and or even if it is like it. i want to hit a no hitter but i'm just gonna do my best yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's all you can do it really is try your best it might be something to do with sports or whatever yeah it's just trying as hard as you can, and that's just all there is to it. I think that would make the world a better place if people just tried their best at what they do, because it doesn't yeah. have to be physical feats of accomplishment. And there's just something to be said about seeing somebody succeed and and everybody wanting to do that too. Yeah. It's infectious. Yeah, and I think a, a more important thing is not being afraid to fail. Failing is part of the process. <laughs> like, it's almost good. <clears throat> it is good. Fail. I mean, it's if you'd never fail, then you don't know what the worst that could happen fail like, and then one day you're not going to and it's going to be epic and the other thing about not doing what everybody else is doing is that by being inspired to be the best that you can we don't need a million people trying to make a better iphone yeah <laughs> but we need people who are passionate about making efficient highways to travel on we need yeah. people passionate about all sorts of things yeah sustainable farming yeah because if everybody had the same passion you know we miss out on so much too that right there is why I think filmmaking is so it's such a saturated thing 
of like everyone has this idea of like, oh, I'm going to go out, I'm going to make movies. Um, how hard could it be? And it is getting easier. I mean, anyone with an iPhone and a YouTube account can upload videos. <laughs> but I don't think that that is the level that people are ch achieving like or, or, or striving for. Like They're all like, I want to be the next Steven Spielberg. It's like... And that's when you fail. Okay, yeah. I think, Why are you doing it? Are you doing it for the clout? Are you doing it for success? Or are you doing it because you're passionate about it? Exactly. Because when you do something that you're truly passionate about, I think that is when you become successful. And it's not because you're trying to be successful. It's a byproduct of doing something that you actually love. Exactly. Like, and, you know, me, when I was first getting into video, it's like, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. I want to make movies in Hollywood. And then you slowly realize... That kind of sucks to make movies in Hollywood. Like, it's so, well, great. some people love it. Some people love it, and that's great. And I'm, I am more than happy to consume those movies. <laughs> well, is it because you're, is it because you're settling, or because you found that that's not what you want to do? No, I think it's just. I mean, one day if I could make a movie and I had the opportunity, and you know, not that it was necessarily dropped in my lap. Like, if I had to work for it, whatever. But I think that that is not necessarily just my focus. Like, and I think more so it's coming from a, a position of, again, humility and like trying to be humil humid, humid. <laughs> it's getting humid in here. It's getting humid in here. <laughs> trying to be humble and knowing how lucky I am for what I have done. What other people can say, oh yeah, I've edited, essentially produced a commercial for google but you have to want to do it is what i'm saying true somebody going i want to make a bunch of money and i think by doing that i'm gonna just make a video for google yeah no it's like you have to be passionate about the craft yeah and then those opportunities happen and and i'm passionate about editing i'm passionate about filmmaking again i think you have i have to put it into perspective of like not many people can say that they've done that and once you kind of have that mindset of you know, I've done a lot of cool stuff. I'm going to do cool stuff in the future. But to be thankful for, hey, I have a good craft. I'm good at what I do. And I'm going to continue to get better every day. Maybe one day I will make a movie. But if I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up over it because I've done my best. <laughs> I've showed up to work. I've done my best every day. And I have things to show for it. And there's opportunities and there's going to be things that you become passionate about and you achieve just as a byproduct of trying hard. Totally. And if it's not what you think that that ultimate goal is now, you you know, 10 days from now, a year from now, tomorrow, you might say, wow, here's this other thing that yeah. I'm working towards now. Totally. And I mean, if people are fickle people. Like <laughs> human beings are fickle. And my passion or, or dream that I'm striving for today could be different in 10 years, could be different in five years and so on. And I think that it's just important to be fluid. Whether or not I make a movie isn't my end goal. My end goal is to tell stories, to get better at my craft and to ultimately just have fun. Because if it, at the end of the day, if it's not fun or if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point, you know? Find what you're passionate about. Keep trying things if you don't know what you're passionate about. And once you do, do it for the love of what it is, not for the success. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll find whatever it is that you're going to be passionate about if the goal is not money and, you know, 
credibility. It's doing something what you're truly passionate about. Yeah. And those I things mean, come along with it, credibility and, and money too, if yeah. you are passionate about it. Yeah, because I think if your ultimate goal is fame and fortune, you're never truly going to be happy. Oh, and yeah. that's in my opinion. No, that's the truth. At the end of the day, the how much you get paid doesn't really matter. Now, I'm not saying that you should just settle for... Oh yeah, I'll give you twenty bucks and a gift card and yeah. shoot my wedding. I did that. I did it. I did a wedding <laughs> once and I got paid a fifty dollars Best Buy gift card. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like the journey for a lot of filmmakers. They, they oh yeah, have, that's like kind I was of young. a. I I appreciate that's it a all. coming of age. Kind I was of stoked. Thing. I bought two sixteen gigabyte memory cards for that wedding <laughs> from Best Buy and paid myself back with the fifty dollars yep. gift card. <laughs> I think it may have been even cost more than that. That's amazing. But well. Where can people watch watch your stuff? Uh, well, um, I usually post things on Maxwell Stove, uh, Instagram. This is why I got the board. There you go. Um, I also have my website, stoveoproductions.com. Your uh, stuff is good, too. Seriously. Thank watch, you. Watch his stuff. Appreciate uh, it. Surfing. Uh-huh. Lifestyle, all of it. It's yeah. there. Yeah. And I've, I've got more videos in the hopper so, to go up on the website. So Sweet. There you go. Thanks for coming on episode one, first VanCast, and uh, you should you should consider yourself lucky, actually, <laughs> because when I sent you the graphic that I wanted to use yes. for the cover art, you're like, looks like a high school radio show. <laughs> no, I'm I, such a I good said, friend. I still had you. I here. said a high school radio club. <laughs> wow, way way better. Way better. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fine. It's good. That's good. I mean, We're making great. it happen. It's yeah. number one. It's number a zero, work in zero, progress. One. It's not done yet. So, you know, there's always room for improvement. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, and, thanks for uh, having me. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Yeah. I feel like I'm at the tip of the game. Looking down at